Hey everybody, this is Matt with the end of the year pod and I was going to do a podcast about what I learned throughout the year, but this past month has been really rough on me. So I'm really going to talk about something else. You know, I've been dealing with my dad in the hospital for the past month and a half and he passed away a little over a week ago and coming to terms with that is, is difficult. And so I know a lot of people have grown up in a not the best home. So I wanted to share what I went through in my life and some of my difficulties, and maybe we can learn something together. And so I titled this talk, you know, things I learned from a dysfunctional family or something along those lines, or what I learned from my dad or reconciled with a nasty childhood, you know, growing up dysfunctional, you name it, whatever it is. If you've had a bad growing up experience, Maybe you can understand. And if you had a great parents, God bless, you're one of the few. You are very fortunate. But you, I guarantee you know somebody who had a rough childhood. So let me just jump right in with things that I learned from my, from my father, from my family. So let's just jump right in, and I'll split up this talk into time periods. And so the first one is the early part of my life. Growing up, I learned that yelling was normal. In fact, in order to express yourself, you needed to overtalk and scream at the other person. Physical punishment was needed to vent the parent's frustration. It didn't matter if you were guilty or innocent. It was more important for the parent, for the dad or the mom, to vent out their frustrations on you through physical corporal punishment, whether that's a spoon, a ping pong paddle, a hammer, whatever's nearest, whatever can hit you. Because if they did it with their bare hand, that would hurt. So they had to grab whatever was close to them and hit you with it. So I learned that pretty early, that being physically hit was okay. And it's okay to vent your anger. Anger was passion. All that was wrong. One positive thing I learned was that my sister was suffering the same difficulty I was with my parents. And so it actually drove us closer together. And so my sister and I began a really close relationship because of that. And I feel closer to my sister than I did my parents for my whole life. It's just the way it was. She was three years older than me and she tried to protect me and it brought us closer together because we learned it was us against them. I tried to get my kids to like have that reliance on each other, but since we're not really against them, it hasn't worked. Anyway, what I learned next in the preteen years, that I was always wrong, no matter what it was, and the parents are always right. In fact, I don't think a parent can say that they're wrong. I think it's physically impossible for them to say that they were wrong. They, you can't have a different opinion than your parents because your parents are always right. We were forced church upon us and what to believe about church. Now, the good thing here was I was very fortunate and that it was a Bible-based church. And so we learned all about Jesus and his plan of salvation and grace and how all we had to do was ask him to forgive us our sins and we'd be forgiven and we would be adopted into his family and have a home in heaven. And that was great. And But I started to feel negative about God because my parents, I did not like the way they were treating my sister and I and so I began to read the Bible, and I realized that what my parents taught and showed us practically was not being taught by God. In fact, many times it was just the opposite. During this time, I learned many things from my dad. 
I learned that trusting people is wrong because they will always betray you. I learned that jobs are never secure because my dad got laid off from his nice accounting job. Working hard doesn't mean making money. It just means you're working hard. (laughs) And he told me over and over again, only God is trustworthy. People will always fail you because he had a lot of people fail him in life. During my teen years, my grandfather, my dad's dad, died. And I learned that my dad can actually cry. I saw emotion from him for the first time ever. Verbal and emotional abuse was how I was raised. And my biggest fear in the world came into reality. No, I'm not talking about giant scorpions or thousands of little ones crawling into your boots at night or your shoes at night. So when you put them on, you can't get rid of them. Yeah, I, I hate scorpions. My biggest fear was abandonment from from anyone. And that's exactly what happened when my parents got divorced. Now, this wasn't my dad's desire. This is per both of my parents that they would get divorced. My mom had had enough and wanted out. They were not meant to be together after that time because she just couldn't deal with them anymore and he couldn't deal with her anymore. They eroded the marriage for years and eventually they gave up. And I learned to never do that. It took them a lot of time to bring themselves together. So it took them a lot of time to tear them apart. That's why you see marriages that last for 20 years and then break up. Because in reality, they might have had seven good years. And then after that, it was 13 bad ones that brought them back down to nothing. I learned in my early adult years that I was never good enough for my dad. I was never good enough. I remember my first high school graduation. He came to it and he said, I'll I'll never forget these words. He said, I can't believe you graduated. I just walked away. That was all he said to me. My next graduation from the University of Delaware, he didn't even, he didn't come because he had to work and he he couldn't get off. He tried, but he was like, he once again said, you amazed me. I didn't think you could do it. Okay. Then my third graduation, I graduated from seminary with a master's degree. Finally, he said the right words, but it was a little too late. Didn't really affect me. I didn't really listen to them. I smiled and I walked away. Fortunately, during my early adult years, I met Jeanette in college, and she helped me overcome my greatest fear of abandonment and showed me life is not what I went through. She also helped me to never define myself by my past. I'm more than my circumstances. And you are too. Most of the time, most of the people that I know of have had really messed up parents. But here's the thing. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're like Andy Dufresne in the movie Shawshank Redemption. He was in for a crime he didn't commit. You You were in a family that you didn't deserve because they were awful. And Andy eventually escaped from prison. And his friend Red in the movie says this line. Andy crawled to freedom through 500 yards of shit-smelling foulness I can't even imagine. Or maybe I just don't want to. 500 yards, the length of five football fields, just shy of half a mile. Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side. See, you're not defined by your past, by your parents, by your upbringing, by your abusive relationships that you've had to deal with. You have crawled through a river of foulness that others may never understand, that I may never understand. You may look back at my, you may be listening to this and thinking, man, you lived in, you lived in a hotel. You lived in fine restaurants growing up. You don't know what I went through. You're right. I don't. But guess what? 
you came out clean on the other side. So stop thinking and defining yourself of what you went through. That's what Jeanette taught me. Not what my parents told me. They, she overrode it. Next phase of my life, I started to raise a family. Now, my wife and I were together nine years before we started a family. My dad wanted to see his grandkids. He always complained that we never had kids because it was nine years after we got married before we did. And my sister didn't help. She didn't have any. And Jeanette's sister didn't help her, her side either. So we were, both of our grandparents hoped to have, or our parents hoped to, to have grandkids. And I remember when I first had my kids and my dad came over and I, to the house as I was going on my way to the hospital. And I told him, I said, you, I will never bring my kids over to see your house because his wife, his new wife is a hoarder. And I worried about what would happen to them in that dump of a house. However, my dad understood. And for a rare moment, he didn't yell at me for being rude to his wife. He said, okay, can I come over to your place? I said, sure. What day? Tuesday. For the next 13 straight years, him and his wife came over every day, every week on Tuesday. And I learned several new things from him. Even a bad parent can change over time. Even a verbally, emotionally abusive parent can change completely. My dad showed compassion, patience, and love to my three kids. All three emotions that I didn't experience growing up. It was kind of honestly very weird. I learned that people can change. Maybe my dad had a bad home. Maybe I was guarded around them, but I, but I can honestly say that he was a different person from when I was a child. He grew up. Not many people get to experience a change in a life of their parents, but I did. Some have to deal with a crappy dad their whole life. In fact, the word crappy may not be enough to describe your parents, but I already cussed twice already, and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I was one of the fortunate ones to see the dad he could have been, should have been, would have been if things would have been different. He told my kids he loved them, but he never told me once. Maybe he was too embarrassed at the end. Don't know, and I never will. The way he treated my kids was so different than what I remember. Now, don't get me wrong. Even though I had a messed up relationship, I love my dad, and I know he loved me too. He just never showed it. And I'm also bringing up all the negative things, and not many of the positives. But remember in life, we remember every negative. And psychologists have shown it actually takes 10 positive statements to overturn the one negative thing you say to your child. So obviously I am focusing more on the negative, but it wasn't as bad as what other families go through. I know when I, I'll be doing the funeral in a week, I'm not going to say any of these bad things. I'll say only the positives. So I am, so it's a little G, it's a little skewed in this talk. But it's it's reality. It's what I remember. And that's what I'm focusing on because I believe that, that we I learned all these bad habits. And you know what? I'm trying my best not to teach them to my kids. So you may want to watch what you say to your kids. And I've learned to watch because they are like repeaters. And every bad habit that I have, I passed on to them. Even though I try to say, don't do that. I was wrong. And I apologize. I say I was wrong. I've, I think I've said I was wrong at least over 100 times in my life to my kids. And they know it. So I'm just hoping 
that I break the cycle of what I was taught. Now, over the past month, my dad passed away, and I learned how fragile the strong man that I grew up watching was. I watched him deteriorate. I only got to hear him one time in the final month of his life. And during that time, I learned that I loved my dad a lot more than I thought. I learned that I still had some leftover bitterness for, bring, for my upbringing that I finally let go of in that sterile hospital room. Because I learned life is short and we focus on all the wrong things. And why can't I forgive? And why can't I let it go? Now, I know a lot of people go through their lives and never reconcile with their parents like I had. Maybe you can't talk to them. Maybe you're unable to. Maybe they passed away. Maybe they are just as mean and awful as they were when you were with them. And you can't let go of that abuse. Let them go. Give them to God. Don't define yourself as a product of your past. You can let go of the pain and the bitterness and the anger and the jealousy and all the negative emotions in yourself. You can let that not have a hold on you anymore. You are more than that. Your pain can't and must not define who you are. I can't say that enough. Break the cycle. My family is proof that you can break the cycle. That you don't have to share all the bad things that your parents did to you. I wanted to be positive here about... <laughs> Things that my dad, I started as I was writing this, I started to say, you know, I want to talk about all the positive things my dad taught me. And I, and I focused all on the negative. And my point by that is that several points is that number one, people can change. My dad changed throughout the years. He was a different person the last 20 years of his life than he was the first or the first 30 that I knew him. I, I guess I can, you have to say. He was a different person. So people change. People can grow. Another thing is you're not defined by your past. I wanted to say that because I'm a different person than my dad. I, I want to say that I'm like the best of my dad and some of the bad things. <laughs> and I'm hoping that I pass on to my kids the best of them so that they become even better. The great thing about it is you are not defined by your past. You're defined by your present and future. And if you have kids, you can change how you relate to them. You can change. It's never too late. You can do amazing things. You can let all the bad stuff in your mind go. You are not defined by your past. And so this year coming up, the next year I turn 50. And it's a big year. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move forward. My dad passing is a very big event in my life. And I'm, I focus on all the things like right now, like on my desk, on my computer, I have the Bible that he used growing up, the Bible that he used to read to me, the Bible that is his notes when he was teaching me about the word, the beginning stuff. The best part of him was when he was teaching me. He wasn't judgmental. He wasn't mean. He was kind and loving and wanting to teach me. A lot of times I was selfish and didn't want to listen. <laughs> we want to have those times back. But that's okay. Live and learn. That's all we can do. We have to grow. So as we start a new year, as you look back, wherever you were, let go of the past. Move forward boldly into the future. And if you're a parent, don't repeat the same things. 
and don't define who you are from your past. And you know what? Next year is going to be a bright future. It's going to be better. I'm going to miss my dad. I love him. I'm going to miss him a lot. But I'll see him again in the future in heaven. So I get to talk to him again. So wherever you are, I hope this rambling message of like stream of consciousness that I've been thinking about and dealing with actually made sense. I'm not trying to edit it too much because I just want to be real and this is raw and this is what I'm feeling. Maybe you you are dealing with a dysfunctional family and you can understand. So closing this year off for over five. Thank you for listening this year and we will be starting some new stuff next year. And we're going to be doing a daily podcast about trying to make the right decisions. It's a new year. So if you want to diet and exercise and all that good stuff, set some goals. We are going to be doing that. And I'm going to be starting a new series as well, which I haven't figured out yet. And it's coming up soon, so I better figure it out. But anyway, God bless. And I hope you have a wonderful new year.